You are listening to a message from Southview Church, located right outside of Nashville in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now here's our featured sermon of the week. Hey guys. What's up, sir? We made it. This is a non-fast day, unless you're continuing on, and God bless your whole soul. (laughs) We're so happy to be here, and we're thankful for all of you being here, and Pastor Josh, Pastor Mark, Pastor Leanne, Pastor Eddie, Pastor Yvonne, Pastor Rachel, all of them. I know, with all the long last names, too, so it's like, (laughs) but we thank God for them and for having such a heart to cultivate prayer. You know what I mean? The, the making this a house of prayer. Prayer is so essential. My God, it's the foundation, right? How can we go deep if we don't pray, right? right. And it's the that's last word in the, the last letter in the word. So you, you have no deep without the P. Right, and then it's it, <laughs> right, and then you're you're in an unintelligible, right? So, <laughs> hello, prayer. That's the reason why you hang everything on, right? But we want to have kind of a prayer conversation. Um, we're inviting you into our conversation because we love the Lord. I mean, who loves the Lord? Can, can I get a show of hand? He is so good. And I want us to know, us because we are always saying, teach us, Lord, to pray. I don't want anybody to ever think, and I don't want to sound mean or rude, but don't ever think you've arrived. Don't ever think that you've got the hook on God, right? Or you've, you're, you, I don't need to learn anything more. Right, exactly. Nobody's got it all figured out except for God. Right, and we're (laughs) in tune with Him, and we're touching. He knows all things, but we don't. We don't. We don't have to walk around like know it alls. Lord, I just don't know that. I just don't know. And it's okay. And and it's okay because the spirit of wisdom will come upon you. Yeah. When, when you need it. Right? Yeah. So, so, right. so that's. Let, let's pray. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Come on. Let's pray. Yeah. Get started. I think there's a clock right. ticking. Yeah, a clock ticking. Oh, right. Sorry. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to receive from you, to have an impartation of your word, Father God. We pray, Lord God, for your spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge in this place. And we pray, Lord God, that we have a heart to yearn after you, Father God, like never before, and to pray without ceasing in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Pragmata, what is prayer? (laughs) Well, now, I didn't go to any kind of seminary, guys, so disclaimer. Uh, um, But what I did study was the word of God. Um, so for me, you know, as I study the Word of God, you know, a couple of things that I, I gleaned out of there uh, in terms of what is prayer. First um, Thessalonians 5 says, pray constantly without ceasing. Well, we hear often about, to, you know, where we go to our prayer closet, go in our prayer time. But how do you reconcile that against pray without ceasing? How can I do life if I'm constantly praying? Well, to me, that means everything that I do, whether I'm in my private time with God, listening, praying, petitioning, or I'm doing any kind of acts, anything, whether it's work or relationships, whatever it is, it's under submission to God, right? So my life, I feel, is 
a prayer to the Lord, right? So uh, we, we sang about it, right? I have nothing else to give. So there's nothing else. I mean, I can't write a check to God that's going to be enough. So guess what? I can give my whole self, and that's got to be it, right? Because if you can do all of these things, go to church, be in all of the classes, do all of these things, but if your heart's not there, it's still not, you know, what, because God looks at the heart, right? So it's it's still not what God wants from us. He wants us holy, right? So we do all of these things really as unto the Lord, right? And that's in Colossians 3.23, do everything as unto the Lord. So my life is a prayer, and it's a constant communication with the Father. Right. And so you got that answer. And then the short answer, truncated version, is talking to God. Right. We want to make sure that we are in constant contact with the divine. And and that's not some weird thing. It's God, the the Godhead, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We don't want to um, draw back from that. It's our communication line. If we speak to him about anything, it's prayer. He wants us to be in constant contact and constant uh, (laughs) communion with him so that we have prayer permeate every aspect of our life every aspect of our being. And sometimes it's like, Lord, what do I pray about? What's there not to pray about? And then that's the other thing. He doesn't want us to get overwhelmed. I think that's where yeah. we get, we miss it, where it's just like, I'm not praying about abortion enough. I'm not praying about social justice enough. But he says, pray by the Spirit. Yes. Whenever it's time to pray, he'll give you the words to say. It's yeah. not something that you're like, oh my God, I have to do my formula, have to go through my list. And mm. God, thank God for this, because sometimes we'll forget things. But let's not make it such a religious thing, yeah. right? Where we forget all about, you know, flowing by the Spirit. I said, Lord, I'm going to pray about this. And he's like, well, I want you to pray about this. Like, no, but I'm praying about this. That's on my oh, list. Right? Next on my list. Right? right? It's the next thing. And that's not, it's not. But even though, you know, I said about list, we'll segue into the list <laughs> of types of prayer, you know. But it's not religious or anything. It's just. <laughs> information <laughs> yeah so different types of prayer we talked about prayer devotion but prayer of intercession uh prayer of adoration agreement thanksgiving petition faith again all of these things are different attributes god does everybody and it's know not all that, inclusive sorry i just want to say yeah, that it's are, not all inclusive it's just some we put prayer, on this, but, but does everybody know that god has many different facets and many different attributes Right, so there's many different ways that we can come to the Father, many different types of conversations and communications that we can have with him. And he's not always communicating the same way, and so we have to really be aware of that too. Right, and make sure we don't put them in a box. I think that's another thing. Because I, just a quick thing for myself, I would always say, Lord, I want you to come speak to me now. You know what I mean? And it was always like, He's trying to tell me something somewhere else. And I'm like, but I didn't get that here. So I'm not sure. And then he's like, come on, let's go. And then I I had a vision a few years ago where it was like I saw him like going, turning corners. And I'm like chasing after him. And what's the scripture? You seek me diligently and you'll find me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, God, I'll keep up with you. And that's what, another thing. Prayer is exciting. I mean, we everybody wants to like, you know, say, oh, God, we got to go to a prayer meeting. 
Well, I get some good sleep then, you know, but it's not about that. <laughs> you know, it's about being, he's always moving. And when we get right. stagnant, we know that God isn't in it. Right. Sorry. No, I think that's important to recognize, right? Because guess what? We were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, who, who lives now in us? Christ lives in us, right? And, and so nevertheless, I live, but not me, but Christ is living in me. And so he's an eternal God, right? So he's the one that's propelling us forward. Let me sit down. Sorry. He's the one that's going to propel us forward. So it's the, it's, it's the spirit of God that's in us, that's yearning, that's making intercession. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, making intercession constantly. And if, if we need to, to learn how to model that, well, just look at Jesus. He is constantly making intercession for all of us. So guess what? That's what we're supposed to do. And if you ever feel like, I got nothing to pray about, life is good, I got nothing, to, there's always somebody. Turn on the news for three seconds and don't do it anymore because it's going to depress you. But just three seconds, just get the top headline. That's something to pray about. There's wars and rumors of wars. Pray about that, right? So there's always something to pray about. Um, so don't ever get into that place of complacency. And feel like, oh, I'm, I'm good and I'm comfortable. Because that's when the enemy starts creeping in, right? That complacency, uh, and, and you feel like you, you've got it figured out. And, and it's a place of trouble because then that's where pride also comes in, too, where, where you, you think you, you've arrived. Right? So. And then you think about comfort, where comfort be- tends to be an idol, right? Because if you don't want to pray, just figure it out. Why wouldn't you want to pray? Would God say, no, don't pray? No, it's the enemy that comes against your prayer life, right? Because it's just like, oh, everything's going fine for me, right? Comfort has become my God instead of the God of all comfort, right? And we have to make sure we don't, yeah, yeah, we don't get that switched up. Mm -hmm. And that's why we pray the word, right? Exactly. Praying the word. Okay. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Come on, tell us more, Mr. So, so, you know, when we talk about praying the word, talk about living the word, and what is the word and what is the sword of the spirit, we see the scripture reference, Ephesians 6, we're talking about the armor of God, right? And so that is, that sword of the spirit, when we're praying, that is our offensive weapon in our spiritual warfare. That is the one offensive tool piece of equipment that we have. We've heard Pastor Mark and Pastor Leanne teach on that. However, before I pick up my sword of the spirit, I needed to first put on some armor. I needed to put on my breastplate of righteousness. I needed to get myself right with the Father. I needed to put on my helmet of salvation. I needed to gird myself with the belt of truth and the gospel of peace. I have to put on my uniform before I start picking up my sword and trying to play religion. Sorry if I'm stepping on toes. <laughs> so, because I think sometimes, and look, I've done it before too. We, we try to do things in our own works or try to find some formula because somebody said, just pray. Well, okay, well, if, if I am still really not saved yet or still struggling with my salvation or struggling with my faith, well, my prayer, yes, God's word is not going to return void, 
but my prayer is not filled with faith. And a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So guess what? If I'm wavering in one thing, I'm going to be wavering in another. So if, if my prayer life is wavering, then you'll see that in every other area of my life. So, so one of the things that we have to make sure is we put on the full armor of God, follow the right protocols, right? Because I have to first be saved and understand what authority I am under. Right, so because um, when Jesus was talking to the centurion, and uh, he, the centurion said, Lord, I'm a man of authority and under authority. I tell one to go, and he goes, and another, and they, they do. He doesn't even have to go check on them. He knows that they do what he tells them to do. That means when we speak the word, it's going to do, because it's not our word. That's why we want to pray the word, because we want to pray God's word, because God's word is what comes back without void, right? So, so one of the things is when we understand the protocol and we understand um, the, the authority within which we're to operate in, then we can effectively wield the sword. And then don't forget about that shield of faith because if it, again, it, you need that because that's going to be how you defend yourself. That's going to be how when the enemy comes and tries to tempt you, you have to have some kind of... Uh, some way to quench that, right? Because it says that shield of faith is what quenches those fiery darts. So you have to make sure that you... And that's how Jesus combated the devil when he was went away and, and fasted in the wilderness for 40 days, right? It's not that he never felt temptation. He's felt everything that I've ever felt. So I can count on the fact that, hey, he's already done that. He's modeled it, and he still didn't sin. So guess what? I have no excuse. Ouch, right? Yes, it hurts... To, to think about that I have no excuse. <laughs> right. So and, and so all of that was nailed to the cross, so I have to remember that. And so now I have to keep pressing forward, putting on and speaking the word until I am fully emboldened to continue to press and take ground. It's not just stand my ground, but take ground. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that, and that's the other thing, and uh, one of the things we talked about uh, was... For me and uh, my family history, um, there has been a lot of ground that was stolen. And I say stolen because our, their minds were, uh, were deceived, blinded. And, you know, I, I came from another religion and, um, you know, lots of oppression and uh, religion and, and whatnot. But, but one of the things is, hey, I don't have to stay in that. Because now I have newness of life, and I can move forward with the God, the everlasting God, El Olam, right? So he, you know, just understanding who he is. So I, I'm a, an eternal being because he's living in me. So I have to look at things in that perspective, right? So when I pray, I'm praying from that perspective. I'm not looking at my circumstances. I'm not looking at, hey, I can't pay this bill we've had struggles right yeah. i mean i mean so it's yeah we want to forget yeah. about the struggles that, but but you know for me it's it's just glorifying god right. just knowing that he saw us through yeah. right Right. And it's like we didn't look at those situations. We never stopped tithing. We never stopped offering. We never stopped praying the word 
He sees us through that. So we look at all of our situations as temporary things because we serve an eternal God. That is so good. Ah, so much in that. Yeah, but it's, but you have some, no, not yet. But there's so much in that because knowing who you are, you have positional authority. You are not a weak worm of the dust. And I don't know why I keep saying that, but whoever thinks that you're not worthy, you are more than worthy because of the sacrifice of the greatest man who ever walked this earth. His blood speaks a better word, right? And that's why we pray the word because he is the word. He became flesh and dwells among, he dwelt among us, he dwells in us. And then praying the word becomes second nature where you just like, you you let him illumine the word to you. And then it's just like, how should I pray? Because a lot of times I think, I think about it and I'm like, why is prayer so difficult for people? Like, why is it? It's just like, because maybe you don't trust God. You don't believe that he's there. You have to believe that God is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to be diligent about him, right? We have to know that he is good despite yeah. our circumstances, despite what's going on around us what despite what's going on in us how could God be good crickets because he's good he said he's good he's shown himself to be good despite it all he's good so you're gonna tell me like this brother said a temporal circumstance is gonna determine the goodness of my eternal God and I'm gonna believe him no. That's a lie. Right. That's, a lie. That's all I can say on, in church. No. <laughs> oh, heck no. We're going to take it easy now. Okay, now how, how do we pray the word, sir? Oh, wait. Um, so to pray the word. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to say uh, before we go through that, oh. one of the things that when I got born again, it was difficult for me to pray the word because I didn't have something like a a script. I didn't have the religious knowledge. Um, The background, that's it. Yeah, I didn't have the the background, but but I think also because my religious upbringing before I got saved, there was always recitals of prayers. There was always rituals. There was always lots of repetitions of things. And so for me, that was a model of how to pray and coming to church and seeing the freedom to pray was so different. And then like, how, what are these folks doing? How do they just speak so eloquently? How, how do they know that? Like, how do they, how can they come up with such truths and such wisdom? Where did they get that? And then I was like, oh, they just quoting the scripture. Oh, I guess I should just, I I guess I should just read my Bible. Read your Bible, folks. Read your Bible, people. So uh, the, uh, one of the things, uh, then I, 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 uh, we, we took a class, actually, and one of the key exercises that I, I held with me ever since was finding God in the Scripture, finding his promise in the Scripture, and then finding myself in the Scripture. Because finding him is one thing. It's all through the Bible, so that's easy. Finding his promises, you got to do a little bit of digging. But then I have to place myself in that promise. 
because if I don't place myself in that promise, then it's not for me. Or I don't know it in my inner being, and I can't stand on it, and then the devil's got me again. So, so to me, it's I have to know, and I have to weave it into my heart. I have to weave it into my mind. And we kid about this because, you know, I'll often quote scripture, or I'll blend two scriptures together, and I'll say it, and, and you know, you know what I'm talking about, and, and, and it makes sense, but it's not the literal address of scripture and I don't always know that and that's okay and I don't feel condemned about it so 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 I'm fine right so but it's all good in my will right so so for me it's it's more important and it was more important and and this is you know from a relational standpoint this is where I want to get to this is a relationship with the father so I want to put his nature in me. I want to understand his nature. I want that woven in my heart. And I want that in my head so that when I'm thinking things, it's going through that filter. And I'm doing things and I'm feeling things. My emotions can sometimes get, get away. We all have emotions and they're not invalid emotions, but guess Don't what? Don't let them have you. That's exactly. And I think they're, they're right emotions because we were made with emotions. But now we have to learn how to put our flesh under to understand where our emotions are supposed to drive us, right? Because those emotions are there as a tool for us to keep inspiring us to keep moving forward, to fill us with the passion that we need to move forward in his will. So, okay, that was the backdrop. Sorry, that's actually a lot longer than the actual, I'll do, yeah, I'll say it real fast. So, so Psalms, so, so this, is, this was an exercise that we ended up doing in the class, um, and, it, and it stuck with me, right? So where it was, um, and, and we just picked a scripture, any scripture, and, you know, Psalms 1, 1 through 3, and we just personalized it. And we said, okay, what can I glean from this scripture? Where am I in this scripture? Well, that was a promise right there, 1 through 3. If you read it, Father God, and it wasn't in first person, so I, I had to make it my own. Right? Father God, I thank you that I'm blessed. I don't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in this, with sinners or sit in the scoffer's seat. I thank you that I delight in your law and meditate on it day and night. I'm a tree planted by the streams of water that yields fruit in due season. And did you know that Jesus is a living water? So I am planted in Jesus. So, and I praise you in, in that all that I do, I prosper therein, in Jesus' name. And so I can, I can say the word and make it personal and live that and know that for myself. I don't need to run to somebody else to pray for me because I now know this is what the word says for me. Right. And that's the thing. Be a searcher. Be a seeker. Be a diligent person of the word. Um, you're spending time with God. It's not a waste of time. It's not just this big daunting book, but it's just like illumine, illumine, Lord, illumine, Lord. That should be our prayer when we read. How it, how, what should I read today? I mean, yes, it's good to have a, a Bible plan, and I'm all for that, you know, plan after plan. But there's a point where, Lord, what in this Bible, this day is my daily bread. And I think that's what we have to get into to make sure that we're spending time with Jesus, spending time with the Word, because then. Then a lot of the confusion and the chaos goes way down because then when you know the word, you know what's not the word. 
right? You know when the enemy's trying to do hoodwink you, right? And just like, oh no, not, right? <laughs> we're not having it in here today. We're not, we don't do that here. That's what I say to my kids all the time. We don't do that here. But that's what you say to the enemy. Not that my kids are the enemy. I love y'all so much. But we don't do that here. We don't not follow the ways of the Lord. We don't not pray the word. We don't get complacent and lazy in what we have to do. We are steadfast, immovable, like we are created in the image right. of God so, yeah. and knowing God, right? That's our, our biggest, our chief cornerstone of all this is to know God. Why do we read our Bible? Why are we saved? It's to know God, not just to miss hell when you die. It's the point of getting to know him in a new and living way and understand like Brother Prague said, the multifaceted of him, of him. We know him as Jehovah Jireh. We know him as Jehovah Nisi. We know him as Jehovah Rapha. He wants you to know him in all his facets. We know him as creator, right? We know him as friend, Emmanuel. God with us. We know him as that. He wants you to know him as that. Because sometimes we get so, oh, pray. Let me pray myself out of this. Yes, pray through. You know you have to fight. You don't just let the devil steal whatever he, God has given you. But there's a point that in that process of praying, in that process of, of, of being in that place of what it seems like unanswered prayer, you say, Lord, I know that you're good. Why do I have peace? Even if it's not working out, even if it's not happening like I thought it should. But I thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and true. And then if you if you don't even know what to pray, what you pray is the Psalms. Let's start there. Am I right, my girl? Psalms. Will you get into that place of knowing God? Like David said, Lord, I want you to kill them all, <laughs> beat them up, knock them out. But God, you're good. You're good. Your mercy endures to all generations. Yeah. And if we understand that, we get to know him in a, in a fresh way. Right? He's not that antiquated father that right. sits there and is ready to drop an anvil on your head. Oh, I knew you was going to mess up. I knew it. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. No, he says, no, I no. this is not the way to go. You are a spirit led being. You are going to mature in this. You're going to get through this. Just spend time with me. And I think that's the, the missing piece of our, our daily walk, spending time with him because we think that he doesn't care, but he does. Yeah. And we try to overcomplicate it sometimes. I think that's the other part yeah. of it, right? Because we have to follow all of these rules. I have to do this routine. I have to do this. <laughs> and really, it's understanding the heart of the Father, right? And, you know, when, when Jesus was talking um, to some unbelievers <laughs> and some doubters, he said, you are of your father, the devil, right? So, so what, he, what he was talking about was your inner being, your intrinsic nature is not renewed like the Father. Your ruach is not like the Father. So for me... It's understanding him. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that you see up there is intimacy. And I know for men, that's a hard thing. That's a, it was a hard thing for me. And, and, and for, for rough and tough men, I know sometimes that can be difficult. But intimacy is really about proximity with the Father. It's really about understanding his heart and having his nature so much that when people look at you, they don't see you. They see Jesus. They see the Father. 
They see his love. They see Holy Spirit leading and guiding you. And that's really what our hearts should be. And not just trying to make it and not just try to make it through the month or, or whatnot. And those are, you know, sometimes that's where we're at. And that's, but we don't stay there. Right? It's, it's the refining of our hearts to be closer to the Father. And that's the main thing when we talk about knowing God and intimacy with him. Um, so, you know, uh, Naisha talked about it where, you know, the, the situations don't define us. So when we, we have the situations come up, I'm looking at it the way the Father looks at it. I might have an initial reaction in my flesh, but I, over time, that's changed. I'm not dwelling on that for a week or a day or an hour. I'm able to snap right out of that because guess what? This is what God says. And that calls to remembrance. It's practice. It's discipline. It's protocols that we have to make sure that we are abiding by. Not religion. Right. right? I want to make sure that we all understand that. But it's a relationship with the Father and an understanding of His heart in us. Right. And that, that we're going to wrap this up with hearing God's voice. That's so key. Because if we don't we don't hear God's voice, and I say this, and hopefully you don't get too mad at me, we are just like every other religion, right? Being able to hear God's voice is paramount to a Christian lifestyle, right? Knowing, a, wanting a God you can talk to, right? And wanting a God that speaks to us. Psalm, uh, excuse me, Proverbs 8.34 says, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. God is so faithful. So what we're going to do, we're going to pray our session out, and then we're going to spend 30 seconds. It's not going to be weird and awkward. It might be for you because maybe you don't listen. But just write it out. It's only 30 seconds. And we're going to listen for the Lord because he's always talking. You know, we might be dip, 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 dip. We don't like the one-sided conversation, right? We won't always want to get a word in edgewise, and that's how our father is. He's like, hey, hey, I get it. You know, let me say something. Let me speak life into the situation instead of you telling me how bad it is. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these, your people. We thank you, oh God, that we have a heart towards you. Renew our minds to your word. Help us to pray like never before. Help us to see it as essential, an essential activity for our day-to-day life. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, oh God, that your voice shall we hear. And the voice of a stranger we won't follow. So as we spend our time listening for you, Lord, even in this short segment, let it be a spark on to seek after you day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. And we'll be so careful to give your name all the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to Southview Church. Southview Church is a non-denominational, multicultural, multi-generational, Holy Spirit-filled and led community. We believe that who the sun sets free is truly free. If you would like to connect with us further, check us out at southview.cc and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.